Welcome back, Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. I'm Andy, and I'm your host. So, released a new episode last night on uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. My review of that. Spoiler review of that. um, And updates on the newest Ghostbusters project. And after I put that out, I really got to thinking, you know, this past weekend was Star Wars Celebration. And... Me being a massive Star Wars fan, you know, I was following it closely. And, you know, we got a lot of uh, unexpected announcements at Celebration this year. Um, And I really got to thinking about how, you know, I don't really want to let that pass by without talking about it. I haven't talked about anything Star Wars related uh, for a while, which kind of brings me to my next point. You know, I we set out to... um, cover all the star the entire star wars saga all of the movies and we only made it as far as empire (laughs) so we did uh the original movie the the original 77 movie we did uh empire and never got past that just because you know life kind of hit us we all had things pop up and so i now that i've sort of returned full-time back to the podcast i would like to pick up on that at some point um and and cover all of the movies you know spoiler alert i love return of the jedi so that'll be a fun one to uh to talk about for sure um but i haven't done anything star wars related in in a while i think the last thing we did on the on the podcast was uh reviewing the, the book of boba fett and so it's been a while and you know i know we have the new episode, uh, new season of The Mandalorian, Mandalorian season three, airing right now. I think we're about six episodes in. I haven't talked about that at all, so I'd like to get into that a little bit today, as well as talk about the movies that were announced at Celebration. Now, I, I mentioned that this was these were unexpected announcements. You know, we had we we we've had for a few years now the knowledge of. Ryan Johnson's movie trilogy and uh, Taika Waititi's movie. You know, we knew about uh, Kevin Feige's, which got um, unfortunately canceled. Uh, we knew about um, the Rogue Squadron film that got canceled, um, unfortunately. And we've talked about this before. This is just such a shame that, you know, Lucasfilm and, and Star Wars is in such a place where, you know, these projects just keep getting announced and then canceled and you know it's it there's a problem internally in Lucasfilm right now and and you know hopefully with this next wave of movies we can start figuring some of this stuff out with the movie you know the movie side of of Lucasfilm and and Star Wars specifically but we knew about those projects now we have just recently learned For those of you who don't know, and I think this really hasn't been covered a lot, so this will probably be news to some of you. You know, Ryan Johnson's trilogy has been canceled. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy confirmed that over the weekend. Uh, Taika Waititi's, I think, is still happening, so we'll see. 
Um, we'll see. I, 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 from what I understand, his movie is supposed to be the next one made. So, you know, we haven't gotten any timelines, I don't think, um, on any of these movies yet. So, you know, everything's still up in the air. The movies I talk about today that were announced could easily be canceled. Um, and, and to be honest with you, with the recent track record, there's a likely chance that they will be canceled. And, and that's kind of sad to say, but that's kind of where we are. And, um, and so we'll see, but I want to talk about them. Nonetheless, I did watch celebration. Um, I've never made it out to celebration. I really want to, I know that like next year they're going to Japan. So, um, I'll probably miss that one, but if they ever come back, maybe to Orlando or somewhere like there, I would really, um, I would really like to attend Celebration one year. That's one thing I've never done is that or Comic-Con. You know, these are places that I would love to, um, I'd love to hit up, you know, one day. So I'll be looking forward to, to, you know, a visit like that at some point in my life. But Star Wars Celebration. All right, so let me pull up the article here that is featured on the Star Wars website. <clears throat> this is written this was written by the starwars.com team released on April 7th and I will just read the uh the article verbatim here so that um we get all the correct information uh out there uh today during Lucasfilm's uh studio showcase at Star Wars Celebration Europe 2023 Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy announced that three new live action Star Wars films are on the way Helming the movies are James Mangold, who is responsible for Logan, Indiana Jones, and the Dial of Destiny, um, which I'm excited about as well. Uh, Dave Filoni, who uh, obviously has done some of The Mandalorian, and um, he's going to be responsible for Ahsoka. And Academy Award and uh, Emmy Award winning director Charmaine Obey-Chinoy, uh, who has been responsible for Miss Marvel and Saving Face. James Mangold's movie will go back to the dawn of the Jedi, while Dave Filoni's will focus on the New Republic and close out the interconnected stories told in The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and other Disney Plus series. Charmaine Obey-Chinoy's film will be set after the events of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker and will feature Daisy Ridley back as Rey as she builds a new Jedi Order. Alright, and there's a, a quote here um, from Kathleen Kennedy. Um, and I'll just, this is just sort of complimenting George Lucas and, and talking about expanding the universe. So I'll sort of skip over that, but we've got all the necessary information we need right here. So three movies, um, the breakdown is one is going to be the, basically the creation of the Jedi, which is going to be set way before the original trilogy, the prequels going to be set. I've, I've, not heard the amount of years it will be set before, but it will be quite quite a bit. Um, then you have Dave Filoni's movie that's going to be kind of a, an Avengers-style movie that's going to close out The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka. And then you have this movie that is going to take place after The Rise of Skywalker featuring Rey as she builds a new Jedi Order. Now, <laughs> every one of these movies, you know, come with an interesting conversation. And I'll start with the uh, the movie that's going to be a, a follow-up to The Rise of Skywalker because that seems to be the one that people want to talk about the most. So, I, don't, I think I've talked about my opinion on the prequels 
at some, I mean, not the pre, excuse me, the sequels, uh, the sequel trilogy. I think I've talked about it at some point, but just to follow up here, I'm a big fan of the force awakens. I enjoy the last Jedi, but there are issues with it. I will completely acknowledge that. And then I enjoyed, you know, the rise of Skywalker, but there were a lot of issues with that just because of the issues that were in the last Jedi that they were trying to, you know, they were trying to, I think, sort of correct some of that or, you know, take it in a different direction. I, I don't know how to explain that. Basically, the issue with the sequel trilogy is that there wasn't a story written out beforehand. All of these directors, you know, got their hands on a movie. Um, well, J.J. Abrams did the first and third movie, but, you know, essentially there was just discourse and, and you know, messiness when it came to the, the story, the overarching story of the sequel trilogy. And you feel that with, with The Last Jedi and with The Rise of Skywalker. And, you know, there were swings and there were misses. And, and you know, I don't understand personally the deep hatred for um, The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. I've never understood that and I've watched those movies a bunch of times and I've really tried to wrap my head around how people get to this point of just hating those movies uh for different reasons both of them and and different groups of of people um you know we'll set the politics of it aside I know that plays a big part into it but I'm just going to set it aside I'm not even going to get into that you know when I watch those movies I think you know, I'm enjoying myself, but I know they could have been a lot better. And that's kind of where I stand on those movies. I can have fun enjoying watching them, but also I know these are messy and could have been done a lot better. And that's just kind of my overarching opinion without getting into much detail on each movie, which I will do at some point. I will cover them as I will do every Star Wars movie, but you know, I, I don't know. I, it's just hard for me to understand the the hatred that that comes with the sequel trilogy. And um, you know, what's interesting is I I sort of grew up with the prequel trilogy, and there was a lot of hatred around that too. But I, you know, I'm a big fan of the prequel trilogy, and you know, it, could it be just because I grew up with it? Um, I I don't think there's any way of knowing, but as I watch those movies today, it's kind of the same thing. I can tell you they're messy. Um, The scripts, you know, are not great. Um, But I love the world building. I love a lot of the characters in the prequels. I love the story of the prequels. So I can overlook their faults. But when the prequels were coming out and there was this, you know, obviously this was pre-social media and everything, but, you know, I... I remember the discourse that came with talking about the prequels and the the looks you would get for acknowledging that you enjoyed the prequels in any way whatsoever and how that was kind of, um, you know, a sore spot in, in Star Wars fandom. And never in my lifetime would I have ever thought that we would do that again, that, that we would, there would ever be any movie, Star Wars movie that could come out that could be even worse than that in creating discourse amongst the fans. But boy, was I wrong. The sequel trilogy far surpasses the prequel trilogy in terms of, um, you know, divisiveness and creating 
all of these, you know, barriers between people and these hard lines that people draw, you know, and it's basically you're either on this side or you're on that side and there's no in between. And, and I really hate that. I hate that about fandom. I hate, you know, and, and the, the funny thing is it seems to creep into just about everything that I'm a fan of. And I really hate that. I, I genuinely do hate that because it kind of takes away from the experience for everybody. And, you know, unless you just completely stay off the internet, you know, you just, you see so many things, you, you read so many things, you know, people are also strongly opinionated. It seems like if people don't get exactly what they want to a T, they complain about it. Everybody's got their own headcanon and what they want and what they see when they watch the movie and what they want to see when they watch the movie. And then you've, you've also got a huge part of it is the political aspects where, you know, we've got to have this, we better not have this in the movie and we've got to have this in the movie or, or we're not even going to stand for it. Um, and it's just, it's, it's so difficult for anybody to make a movie in an established franchise nowadays because you just have to battle all of that. And I really hate that. I hate that we're in this, I hope it's an era. I hope it's not something that we'll just deal with forever, but I really hate where we are as a movie fandom right now and how, um, you know, how we just are kind of spoiled and we kind of just want everything our way. And listen, this is not me. Um, this is not me apologizing for the, the sequel trilogy or saying you're all wrong. If you, if you hate it, I, that's certainly not what I'm doing here. I'm just saying I wish that I wish that people who didn't like it could just walk away and say that wasn't for me and move on. I wish people who loved movies that maybe are universally panned or people really don't like, I wish they could just say, well, that's too bad everybody didn't like it, but I liked it, and so I'm moving on. I'll, I'll enjoy it on my own. And I wish we could just do that, but we don't do that as a society, as, as, as a movie fandom we don't do that at all we attack and attack and attack and attack to the point where we attack the people who are in the movie we attack the people who made the movie we attack the people who produced the movie and it's one way or the other you know and it, there's no one side no matter what you think from a political aspect from a um you know, just a, a fandom perspective. There's no one side of these arguments that are right. They're, they're both wrong and they're both right at times, but they're both at fault equally for the discourse that we have. And I'm sorry if you, if you came here just to hear some news about the celebration, you, you didn't want to hear a rant. I apologize, but it's just something I'm passionate about. And, and, you know, it really sucks for me when Star Wars content or anything that I'm passionate about, you know, content is being produced and all we can talk about is the divisiveness. We went through this, just speaking of Ghostbusters, we went through this when Ghostbusters Afterlife came out and you had a whole faction of people who wanted the, the, the remake that came out in 2016 to be better than it was. And so they took to you know, people took to review bombing Ghostbusters Afterlife or talking about how it's too fan servicey or just complete garbage. 
And it was simply because they wanted a movie that happened years ago. They wanted it to be better than it was. And the fact of the matter is, that's what you're angry about. Is You just wanted the movie to be better, but it wasn't. And so, Sony did a 180, and look, if that should tell you all you need to know about these movie production companies, they don't care about politics, they don't care about um, what you think is right or wrong, they care about the almighty dollar. And uh, they went one way with the movie and it didn't work, so they turned around and did the complete opposite. And that's what they, they do, you know, and... And I really hated that Ghostbusters Afterlife, I felt like, had to suffer a little bit for the sins that it did not commit and it had nothing to do with. And, um, you know, I don't want to get off on that tangent, but that's what I'm saying when I when I say, you know, that's what I mean when I say it seems like everything I'm a fan of sort of gets caught up in divisiveness, and, and I really hate that. Um, but... It's just part of the world we live in, you know. Seems like Marvel has been the franchise that's ex- escaped that for so long, but now we're sort of getting into that territory because the quality of the films are going down, and that's really um, what is kind of great about movies is, um, you know, if you make a really good movie, usually it, it it sort of destroys arguments on all sides, and it comes out on top and, and, you know, everybody kind of wins, at least the people who want to just see a good movie win. Um, but now unfortunately Marvel's starting to suffer from sort of that, from some of that. And so bringing this all back to star Wars for a minute, um, I hate divisiveness and that's all I wanted to say. So bringing it back here to the movie about Ray and the new Jedi order, I'm going to say the same thing that I said last night when talking about, you know, Heath Ledger and his role in The Dark Knight and how that was divisive at first or, you know, some of the new cast in the in the new Ghostbusters and how that's been a little divisive. I'm going to bring it right back to that same conversation. I th- I'm going to give this movie every chance in the world until it gives me a reason not to. And you might think that, well, the sequel trilogy should give you a reason not to. The thing is, I enjoyed Ray. Um, I thought she was a good character. I just think that there were some missteps taken with the character. I, I don't think that's on Daisy Ridley. I don't think that's on, um, you know, I, I, I don't think that's on Charmaine Obey Chinoy, you know, who's making this movie. Um, and so I'm not going to hold them responsible for missteps taken in a trilogy that hasn't had an installment in the last four years. It's been done for four years. Um, and, and look, maybe they they will make this movie and it will come out and it'll be great. And it'll really kind of reestablish Ray as, as a good, likable character. And, um, it probably won't because people are going to hate on it until it comes out. And by the time it comes out, it'll already be, be under such flack, which is just unfortunate, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about this movie because I don't think there's anything that I could say that is going to, um, extinguish any of, uh, the discourse that's going to come with it. And, and I hate that, but I'm excited for it because it's a new star Wars movie and I'm always interested to see what they do to further expand the story you know, in star Wars. And, and so we'll, we'll see on that one. 
I will say um, this director did direct um, Miss Marvel, and I, I did see a, a bit of that show and wasn't a fan. But, you know, we'll see. Sometimes people do one thing and it's not great, and they do something else and it is great. So I'm not, you know, I'm not really going to ha- hold any reservations there. When you look at James Mangold's movie, it's sort of on the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of um, anticipation um, as far as the fan base goes. It seems like a lot of people are really excited about this movie and the concept of where did the Jedi start? Um, how did you know they sort of learn, learn to uh, harness the Force and use it? Um, you know, maybe even the creation of lightsabers, uh, the creation of the Jedi order, what, you know, the, how they came up with their, their principles that they stand on their morals. I think this has the, uh, this really has a lot of potential to be a very, very good star Wars movie. And, you know, the concept of it alone is something I've never really thought about, but it is very interesting. And, and, you know, they spoke about this movie, um, specifically James Mangold spoke about his concept for this movie at Celebration, and he sort of mentioned it was going to be kind of like a biblical epic, which is very interesting, very interesting terminology to use. And so I'm, I'm really excited for this one. I, I think that this could, could be, uh, the strongest of the three movies. I, I really do. And, and so we'll see. I, obviously we're not going to know any more details about this for a while, but the concept alone has a hook to it. That, that is really, it's really interesting. And I, and I'm excited to see, you know, what, not only what Mangold does with this movie, but I'm excited to see his movie this summer with the new Indiana Jones. I'm really excited for that one. I know a lot of people love Logan. I've not been in my life. I've just not been the biggest X-Men fan. So it's hard for me to say on the, on the Logan movie. I have seen it, but um, it wasn't a bad movie, but it, you know, to me, I'm just not the biggest X-Men fan. So it didn't really, you know, hit me hard one way or the other. Um, and then you have Dave Filoni's movie, which to me was the most surprising um, about the New Republic and wrapping up the Mandalorian. To me, which is um, the most interesting out of all of this, is I'm surprised they announced something that is going to be the end of the Mandalorian, if it truly is. I'm not um, the least bit surprised that they're doing a movie with the Mandalorian in it. I've been saying for a long time, I think they will, especially given that the sequel trilogy didn't, you know, start a real fire for star Wars movies. I think that the Mandalorian has been so popular that I've always thought that they would cash in by doing a movie at some point. So this does not surprise me. What does surprise me is that it's going to be sort of an Avenger style movie where you're going to have a bunch of these characters that have been sort of cross, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they've been crossing over into each other's series. Um, you're going to have them all in the movie together. And that's interesting to me. When you look at, you know, Boba Fett, Ahsoka, we'll, I would anticipate we might even see Luke Skywalker again. 
I would really anticipate you're going to see somebody big. I would think either him or Han or Leia or somebody big from the original trilogy. Um, but I'm interested to see what that story is going to be and how they're going to close out um, the Mandalorian. And the biggest reason right now why that's so interesting to me is we're in the third season of the Mandalorian. And again, I haven't talked about this the newest season at all. But it's an odd season. You know, I know that they're sort of continuing the storyline of Mandalore and taking back Mandalore and, you know, expanding upon the lore of the Mandalorians and, um, you know, and it's been really heavy um, so so far this season with uh, Din Djarin and with Bo-Katan and uh, the Mandalorians that... Um, you know, Din Djarin came from, the group he came from, and sort of returning to them. The one thing I thought was really odd so far, though, is that you've got Grogu, who, for all intents and purposes in the first two se- uh, seasons, was the main character. It was never Din Djarin who was the main character. It was Grogu. And you've got him so far this season just doing nothing. He's essentially just there for every situation. And you know when the book of Boba Fett came out, and they instant they had that big dramatic moment of handing Grogu off to Luke and him going off to training, and then in the book of Boba Fett, as much as I loved seeing that Luke and how great that CGI Luke looked and sounded, I've often thought it was so weird to just immediately hand Grogu back to Din Djarin after we had that big emotional moment at the end of Mandalorian season two. I just always thought that was weird. And, you know, before season three came out, I was like, well, maybe that's always been the plan. And they've got this big, you know, plan for Grogu in season three, but they haven't. We're six episodes into what I think is a nine episode season. And they haven't done anything with Grogu at all. Almost. And that's just, it's been so off-putting to me that you have this character who has been, you know, such a big part of the series, basically the main character, and it's just been like a pet, essentially, this season. No, no more than a droid, basically. And I don't know, I, I just, I find that really odd and the way that the story is progressing this season through six episodes is it's been slow and they haven't, you know, it just seems like they haven't made a lot of ground up throughout, you know, basically six hours so far this season. I don't know. It's just been the least um, exciting season I've watched so far. And I think that's a big reason why the interest in the Mandalorian is just at, at an all-time low right now, which is, I hate that, and I think that they can get it back, but it's just at an all-time low. It feels like there's nothing really happening in the show. It, every week, it feels like the story is barely moving along, barely moving along at a slow pace, and, and again, it just, I don't know. And, and listen, it's Monday, the new episode comes out on Wednesday, and it could completely change all this and, and blow up and be really good and, and progress the story way along. 
But that really doesn't change the fact that the first six episodes have kind of been a little bit of a snooze fest. Um, I mean, I've enjoyed them for what they are, but what they have been is not anything great. And so, I don't know. I, I'm going to come back and, and review the, the season as a whole here in about three weeks when the, the series wraps up or the, the season wraps up. But I, I don't know. So far, it's just it's been an odd season. It really has. And, um, you know, I, like I said, the, the whole Grogu thing has just really been off-putting to me. But bringing that back into the movie, the, the Dave Filoni movie, I'm just going to be really interested to see how they wrap this whole storyline up. And and if they don't find a way to um, to make Grogu's journey back to the Mandalorian mean a little more than it has so far, I think that's going to be a real missed opportunity. Because I think it would have been really cool... Okay, so like, if you look at the movie that Daisy Ridley is going to be in, the new Ray movie... I saw someone mention that, you know, Grogu, at the time that movie is going to take place, would be about 100 years old, which is around the time that Yoda became a Jedi Master. So if Yoda would have continued training under Luke um, and maybe didn't get killed by Kylo Ren, if they can explain that away, then he could have come around for that movie that she's in and been a Jedi Master by now. But as we sit currently, he's not going to be a Jedi at all. He's just going to be a Mandalorian, which is fine. I mean, you know, maybe they they have some cool way of, um, you know, tying that in somewhere down the line where he'll be an adult Mandalorian. I really, I'm going to be honest with you, at some point, and you can mark this down right now, they're going to show an adult Grogu, and I think it's going to throw everybody completely off because everybody's gotten so used to him just being a young child, well, yell, uh, relatively young. But I think it'll completely throw everybody off. So, um, excuse me, I, I, um, I'm going to be interested to see what everybody's reaction is when that happens because it's going to be something. Um, but like I said, I, there were opportunities if he continued to be a Jedi, uh, to do things with him in the future. Now, will they still have opportunities if he becomes a Mandalorian? Sure. But, um, I just really hope they didn't throw all that away just to get him back with, with the Mandalorian, you know, just because that's what everybody has seemingly been excited to see in, in the the Mandalorian show is Grogu. I hope they really didn't throw away that storyline just, just for that. They might have. I don't know. Again, we have to see everything laid out first to make that determination, but hopefully that's not what they did because that would be a real shame. Um, so far, for me, it's taken away from the end of The Mandalorian Season 2, um, so I would hate for that to be further damaged um, just for you know that kind of decision. So we'll see. Guys, these are three movies that are interesting you know, at the very least, they're interesting. And, um, you know, I know at least a couple of them um, people are excited about. Uh, to me personally, I'm excited about all of them just because I want to see what they do to expand the universe and, and see, you know, what they can give us. And so um, 
I know that they announced some shows. They announced a new season of Bad Batch and things like that. I may talk about that further down the line, but I really just wanted to cover uh, the movies for now because these these were three unexpected projects that um, I wanted to spend the majority of the time on today. And, you know, I'll continue to cover them as, as long as they continue to give us news. And hopefully, like I mentioned, these won't be canceled. Hopefully we'll see these movies through. Um, because I, I want to see Star Wars in the theater again. I'm start, Look, Star Wars is great in TV form, and I know a lot of people would disagree with me on this because there are people out there who would just have gotten so accustomed to the TV shows. But to me, Star Wars is theatrical. I love the shows, but I want to see Star Wars on the big screen. I want to see that opening crawl. I want to hear the sounds of the X-Wings or TIE Fighters or whatever ships, you know, in a theater. I want to hear that sound of a lightsaber powering on in a theater, the sound of blaster fire. I want to hear the, the, the you know, orchestral themes of Star Wars in the theater again. And um, so I'm always going to push for theatrical releases of Star Wars. Heck, I, I wish they released every episode of The Mandalorian in theaters. I'd go pay to see it every single week because I just love going to the theaters that much, and I think the experience is that much better. And so it's exciting to hear anything that's going to be theatrical when it comes to Star Wars. And so I'm excited for this. I'm really excited for this. And like I said, we'll keep covering news as long as they keep putting it out there. And, and so keep an eye on the channel. If you're a big Star Wars fan, give us a follow. We will cover plenty of it. And um, like I said, I'll be back in a few weeks to cover the end of The Mandalorian Season 3. And I'm looking forward to that. All right, guys. That's all I've got for you today. All right. Hey, for the rest of the week, enjoy yourselves. We'll get that D&D review out uh, close to the end of the week or early next week. Um, and really looking forward to that. All right, it's been Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes, and we'll see you next time.